Hello, welcome to a brand new episode on Fill the Cup Podcast. Guys, I am angry. Angry. And I just need to do this episode to vent and pray that my voice can provoke the change that I want to see. If you have not heard by now about Ahmad Arbery, hope I'm pronouncing that right. He's a 25-year-old black hero that was running, minding his business in his neighborhood in Brunswick, Georgia, when he was unexpectedly followed and attacked by two white men. One 64 years old, the other one in his 30s, which was his son. Followed by them, attacked, gunned down in the street after trying to fight for his life. This was in February. It is now May. And we're just now finding out about it on a national level. I am upset. I am angry. I normally, I should say, and I'm going to be honest, when I hear stories about black men being gunned down, it's almost like we've grown numb to it and we just say it's sad and we move on. But when it came to this story, I couldn't move on all that is on my mind right now is what his family is feeling the hurt the pain that they feel that their child couldn't even have the freedom to exercise without being crippled of the right to be black in his own neighborhood while jogging. It's so concerning. It's upsetting. It's sad that this is where we are in America. It's sad that it feels like the progress is just not there. It's like the minute we take five steps forward, we immediately take 30 steps back. And most can say that have we ever really taken steps forward? There's so many ways and angles that I can vent about this, but here's where I'll start. Black people, my beautiful black people. Yes, we are a certain color. Yes, we have so many stereotypes on us. But I challenge you, beautiful brown people. To love each other first. I know you're thinking, oh, I'm angry. I want to just hate every white person right now. I know that's what you're thinking. And there's a lot of anger that we can have towards other races. But what I want to challenge you to do in this time is to figure out how I can love my black brother, my black sister, better 
than we already have been doing. Because I believe that the lack of love that we show each other in our own race translates in how the world sees us. If we don't love each other as a community, as a race, as a culture, we will fail with how we demonstrate change in this world. We have to love our own race first before we can see any type of progress. And it's concerning to me that we find ways to tear each other down in a time where we need each other the most. This is a perfect time. I don't care if we're in quarantine. This is a perfect time for us to show up in numbers in an army to infiltrate, to saturate not only the media, but our petitions, our government, our local elections, our national elections to get in obviously once all this is over to get in every uh courtroom every town hall whatever we got to do to get our voice out there this is a perfect time for us to join together and be a unit when we are divided we fail each other we have to be there for each other we have to be there for this child's family who don't have a son right now who don't have a brother you know I don't know his family but I can only imagine what they're feeling right now that they had to bury their son in February for something so stupid so preventable so ridiculous and I'm a Christian first so yes I know that there's people who have different views for me I know that a lot of people want to retaliate with violence I know that your anger, you want to point it towards hatred and I hope that they rot in hell and I hope that they die and I want to find a way to kill these two white men. I know that that's what a lot of people are thinking. But because I am a Christ follower first, because I believe in one human race first. Yes, I love my black people, but I still believe we are one human race because I believe in that. I truly believe we have to allow God to be God. <laughs> it is disturbing and it's confusing to lend this over to God because in your own eyes, you want to be like, no, I want to retaliate myself. I, I, I want to. If if I had a gun myself, I want to shoot these men, you know, it's very easy for us to look at it that way. But because I'm a Christian first, I truly I don't wish death on those two white men. I don't. I actually want them to live through what they did. I want them to actually suffer on earth. But I want them at some point, and I know this sounds crazy, I want them at some point 
to be able to repent for the darkness that they've caused. I want them to have a moment of reconciliation with Christ. I want them to give their souls over to their savior instead of the devil. I want that for them. Although they have so much darkness and hatred in their hearts, I actually want them to find him because the God that I serve as much as the human and the flesh of me want to hate these men, the God that I serve challenges me to love even the unlovable. He It challenges me to do that. I don't like it. I never said I liked it. But the God that I serve challenges me even to love people like them. White people like them. And although I believe we're one human race, whatever hatred and disgusting uh, just mentality that those two individuals have, I don't even want to mention their name because they don't deserve to be mentioned as a name. But whatever like malice and hatred that they have, especially towards a beautiful black man, they're going to have to answer to that decision that they made on February. In February, they're going to have to answer to that decision. They're going to have to face that decision. So, yes, there's a lot of ways they can be punished. And believe me, I want them to rot in jail. I want them to go to jail. But I know that God, he has never lost control. I truly hate that this beautiful boy's life had to be used as an example, another example of the injustices that we have in our world, in our society. I hate that his life had to be used as an example. But I believe that God has purpose in all things. That even in tragedy, that purpose will come alive, is coming alive. And I believe that his death has purpose. It's disgusting. It's so sad. It's so just, ugh, I don't I don't have enough words to describe what it feels like. But his death has purpose. And I'm challenging every black person that's listening to this to love on your black brothers and sisters. We got to love each other first. We cannot depend on on the hatred of other races to care about us before we care about us. We can't depend on our government, on our politicians, on our local officials, on our law enforcement to protect us before we protect us. We have to come together as a community to fight. And it doesn't have to be a physical fight, but to fight in numbers against the injustice against us. It's very frustrating. It's it's almost like we can't win. That's what it feels like. But I refuse to lie down. I refuse to accept the foolish antics of 
just dark white supremacists, white just whatever, whatever class or or category you want to put them in. I refuse to let the hatred of those specific individuals stop me from living my best life, okay? Or stop any other black man from being able to live a free life in this world. They deserve to be able to walk in their neighborhoods and not be scared that someone is going to gun them down. Not because, oh, they can possibly rob someone, but because of their skin color. Like, my skin threatens you so much. My beautiful black skin threatens you so much. It makes you look at yourself and hate yourself because you can't handle my black skin. That is ridiculous. So I'm challenging you, black people, to come together, to join together, to love each other, to stop tearing each other's down, whether that be in music, whether that be on social media, whether that be in your conversations with your counterparts, whatever way you can be the change in your own community, start with your culture, start with your black brothers and sisters. Now, on the flip side, I do not hate white people. I just, I love God too much to hate anybody. So on the flip side, let me just make that disclaimer. I don't hate any white person. I believe that we are all binded together through Christ. We are all bleeding the same blood, fighting some of the same struggles, regardless if we share the same history. I believe everybody goes through struggles, no matter what race you go through. Everybody faces injustices no matter what race you're in. But I truly believe that, and I'm going to address Caucasians as well. I truly believe that white people, Asian people, whatever race you fall under, I truly believe you also have a responsibility to speak up, to not allow yourself to also be afraid to speak up, to not allow yourself to just allow yourself to watch another black man be murdered and you don't use your voice. Don't be afraid to use your voice. Don't think that just because you're white that you can't have a voice to fight with black people. Because if you continuously stay silent, you're a part of the problem as well. And I don't care if that makes you mad. I don't care if you feel like, oh, it ain't my business to say something. You also have a responsibility as a human being to have a heart and say, you know what? Enough is enough. I will stand with that family. I will stand with every black man whose murders go unsolved. I will also be a part of the solution. I won't just repost it. I won't just say, oh, that's sad. I won't just say, oh, well, we want to know the full story. I won't say any of that foolish stuff. I will use my voice. I will use the brain and the the creativity that God has also given me as a human being to be the change. God values white people just as much as he values black people and vice versa. He has no favorites. So just as much as black people can't divide each other, white people, 
if you're going to be able to advance in this world, you can't ignore the fact that we're not going anywhere. I don't care how many times you try to kill us. I don't care how many times you try to hate on us. We're not going anywhere. We're still here to stay. We're going to come in masses, just like you're going to continuously have your children be born as a certain race. Our children are going to be born and we're going to multiply. But if we join together as one human race, we are going to be unstoppable to fight racism. So I challenge you, if you're someone of a different race, I believe that your life matters as well. I would never fight the fact that your life doesn't matter. But right now, black lives are under attack constantly. It's not a new story. You know, you know, Sandra Bland. I won't stop saying your name. Trayvon Martin. You know, the guy who was gunned down in his apartment for minding his business as an apartment when a police officer ran into his apartment claiming that it was her. She thought he was in her house when it wasn't her apartment. I can go on and on about the stories of black men or black women being killed just for being black. So if you keep seeing these stories on your timelines, if you keep watching these stories on the news, if you keep seeing these stories, you got to step up as well and say, you know what? I will be the difference. I will speak up. I don't care if there might be black people who will give me slack for it. I'm going to speak up because I have a voice as well. My life matters. So black lives matter as well. All of our lives matter. But right now, black lives are constantly since since how long can we even think back are under attack for just being black. So when I raise my son, it's different from raising a white child. I I wish that that I could say we carry the same struggles, but many, we don't. A a, a black mother raising a a black son and a white mother raising a white son, it's a different conversation you're having. Let's be honest here. It's not meant to be offensive. It's meant to be real and honest. Yes, we all go through struggles. But a black boy has to now be taught a different system, a different mentality in order to survive in this world. So if you want to help, stop being silent. Raise your voice. Raise your hand. Be the change. And kill the hatred that exists Break these generational curses of hatred. I'm ranting. I'm venting. I'm sorry if if you're overwhelmed by, by my passion. But I'm passionate. So I challenge you right now. Go to change.org. Sign the petition. Sign the petitions for other causes just like this one. Don't be silent. Say something, guys. You know, just because we're in quarantine doesn't mean our voices can't be heard. I want our voices to be the loudest in this time. Ahmaud Arbery, rest in peace. You are in my thoughts. Your life had purpose. Your life still has purpose. And I believe that God is going to make your name great.
even though it's after death, your name will be great and your life will be used as a pedestal for other lives to be saved. As long as I'm breathing, I'm going to dream of a day where we can just be a human race. I'm trying not to get emotional, guys. But it's, I'm hurt. I'm broken over this. I'm so hurt that another family has to not have their son and it hurts so bad because they didn't deserve that Ahmad didn't deserve that so I know you're scared to possibly jog in your neighborhoods I know you're scared to ride your bike because you don't know who's who's watching but we will not lay down We will not grow silent. We will use our voice to make a change. Our lives matter. All lives matter. But right now, black lives are under attack. And we need each other more than ever. I love you guys. Share this. Follow me. On Instagram at more motivation. Tell me your comments below. Share this. Give me your thoughts. Even if you disagree with me, give me your thoughts. Let's have a conversation. Let's be the change. Let's sign the petitions. Let's show up in numbers. Quarantine is not stopping this fight. Be safe, guys. I love you. I hope your cups are filled.